Hey, and uh, welcome to the Concast yet again. Uh, today, we've got uh, people who are either sick or tired or both, so this should be highly entertaining for everybody, just as it always is. Um, with me right now are Tittles and uh, Jav. Jav making his return after probably ten episodes away, something like that. And uh, later on, we should have uh, another newcomer joining us, uh, Gabe, who you will recognize if you've been around the forums, or, okay, probably not the forums, just the chat for the last ten years. You've been in any topic Uh, that's kind of had a sudden uh, aggressive response out of nowhere, you might have seen Gabe. Well, that could be one of a handful. That could actually include Jav, probably. Well, yeah, it's the sort of, uh, (laughs) it's the ones who come out of the woodwork when there's something they find particularly offensive or hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> that definitely sounds like Jav, actually. Are Jav and Gabe the same I'm person? not Mexican, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, one's Canadian and one's roided out. It's like uh, it was a sci-fi thing. It was split into two shards, a Canadian half and a Mexican half. <laughs> used to be American. Just <laughs> Weirdly, the Mexican half like lives almost <laughs> in Canada. So, <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that. <laughs> hey, Jav, uh... I'm playing, playing games so nowadays? many games right now. It's so bad. Is one of them the newest I already Phoenix, beat that. right? I That's bet fun. it is. I, I like, oh, plowed okay. through that in about a day. It was so good. <laughs> oh god, it was so much fun. No, right now I am hopelessly and completely addicted to Hearthstone, which is Blizzard's online card game. It's essentially like Magic the Gathering, but like Blizzard. But Blizzard, yeah. It's just... Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that just went they, into beta, didn't it? Uh, like, no, they've been week? doing it for about, I think, a month or so. But they just, like, every couple of weeks oh, they okay. send out new rounds for, like, new sections of the beta, and then they, like, wipe everything and start all over again. And, uh, yeah, fun story. I spent, like, last weekend just completely grinding my way through the uh, the ranking of that, because you guys know how I am with competitive games. <laughs> Made Master's Division in that weekend, so I'm officially, like, the highest ranking that you can get currently. Uh, you are here, I guess. This does sound and, uh, yeah, that's it. Aside from that, I'm like playing League of Legends and like the new Batman, which is phenomenal. Is that the one where he? Oh yeah, that came out very recently as well. His brother's credit card to buy still <laughs> bad credit card. <laughs> Tittles just made a reference to a guy named Batman Ben Superman, <laughs> and by the time this episode comes out, I'm pretty sure oh, that uh, meme will be. On nobody's minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yay. Good job, Diddles. <laughs> now, you've just bought your way in. Are you actually playing anything um, nowadays? No. Am I? I've been thinking about it. I was started playing a bit of Link to the Past last night. I got a bit fed up with it. Diddles. Oh, when that's... are you ever going to finish like, playing Dragon Age again? I know, right? It just, it's, it's starting. Starting is the hardest thing. Because now is a good time to start doing it, because then you could go through all the DLC and everything, and then Dragon Age 3 will be out, which actually looks really good. I always feel like I should go back to that at some point. Just to, you know, because it's part of the thing, and the story probably matters to somebody and things. I would say so yeah, just it. because like you can import your characters and all your stuff so that it's your world when you play 3, because you have to play 3. It, you have to, it's Bioware, so they're going to make you have to do it. They will hold a gun to your newborn child and just be like, play this game, goddammit. Yeah, but I mean, I, I got away without finishing two with with no real problems, so I don't know. I'm, I'm slightly... I want I want three to be great, and I, I want to wanna have it, and I want to be happy with it, but after some recent stuff, I'm 
kind of thinking I'll wait to see what popular opinion is for a bit once it's actually out. Fair enough. Because it's one of those things, Bioware seems to have this 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 weird suspicious thing going on where reviewers always um, love their stuff and then people actually play it and don't quite like it so much. So I'm going to wait and see what the word on the street is. I can respect that. You're right. I hate you. I can't. <laughs> but that, but that, that's mainly just yeah, my gut reaction fair, to everything Tittle says. Tittles, why are you playing um, to the Past out of nowhere? Well, I'm on holiday this week, and I'm trying to do useful things. But to procrastinate, I started playing Link to the Past. Probably because I wanted to test some SNES <laughs> stuff on my um, fancy little Note 3 and see how that went. And it went pretty well, um, except I was just like, oh, there's lots of stuff you have to do in this game. It seems like work. I might as well do my actual work. Um, but I suppose I suppose I also thought about it because there's that, that new one, isn't there? That sort of link to the past-ish, link between worlds thingy, Zelda thingy, you know, on the threads, and that might. Um... Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. I didn't realize that there was a Wii U um, Mario 3D World coming out. Speaking of Nintendo, speaking you know, of Nintendo and their Mario, hey, new Super Mario Brothers, right? I love that. I have a lot of time for that. I will play any sequel they make to that because I don't care if they're not super innovative. They're 2D Mario's and they have all the Nintendo charm you would hope for. Um, innovative. Innovative. And, and um, Thank you. Then we get to Super Mario 3D Land and I just sort of think mm, that was a bad game to me. I didn't like that. I also think it's kind of the charm of the charm of New Super Mario Brothers and that sort of thing is it's kind of retroing it back to, to kind of the old style stuff and it's kind of a small game. It's like it's a little Mario. It's just an old style. It's a little Mario game and it's not. But when you start doing that into 3D, it's just it's just got this odd feeling of it. Like we really can't be bothered to make stuff as big as Mario Galaxy or Mario 64 anymore, and we're just gonna we're just gonna make some kind of token 3D stuff and I don't know something feels people say the the um, new Super Mario Brothers things that are just kind of flogging a dead horse and well to an extent that's true but they're all good fun but somehow when they start putting those things in 3D I just I don't I'm not I'm not cool with that for some reason yeah that was a I feel like I've opened a can of worms here. That now. was an interesting little uh, bit of uh, tittle <laughs> everything. Well, I don't, I don't hate New Super Mario <laughs> Brothers, so yeah. I don't know if uh, you guys paid much attention to BlizzCon, but that was a thing that just happened. Yeah, did that? Did anything happen in BlizzCon? There was uh, a big StarCraft tournament, which was actually really cool. Somebody won a hundred thousand dollars. You saw the return of a bunch of old Brood War people show up and start making stupid amounts of money for playing a video game, which was. Really fun did to watch. You, did you win ten thousand dollars? No, <laughs> I, I just I, I won the uh, the thing you get when you watch Koreans destroy you at everything, <laughs> uh, and it just hurts on the inside, and you feel really terrible at you about your life decisions. Uh, what's that called again? Shame, guilt, and disappointment. Yeah, that's what I won. I, I didn't realize until um, 
BlizzCon started that I actually do know a person that works at Blizzard because he used to work at Turbine and then he worked at my company for a little while. Um, and then he started posting pictures from the BlizzCon floor. Yeah, I'm like, oh, hey, enough. BlizzCon. Still a really and then cool I realized event, that I really haven't ever I mean, played just Blizzard games, so I stopped caring. So a little bit, I should point out that it's Activision Blizzard. Um, yeah, but they bought themselves out from Vivendi, so they're kind of like this weird entity now. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, interesting. Weird entity. Yeah. It's good time. Come visit Con. We're full of weird entities. So I'm gonna introduce uh, this part of it twice because I can't remember if in the original one I actually explicitly said, "Hey, Gabe will be joining us later," and since he is not going to be joining us later, I will have to. Uh, oh amend no, no, no! The, the best way, the best way to do that is just find that bit of recording and just where you said Gabe, just say stilts and dub that over. In a really robotic voice. Yeah, the worst possible stilts. sounding way. Yeah. Well, no, what's Gabe's accent? I can maybe... Uh, no. I'll be Gabe. Mexican. No. Gabe, is, Gabe is a Michigan from, or a Michiganer who is Mexican, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, I think Kenny that would just be slightly racist, so I'm not going to bother. That's okay, we're totally racist. Do it, do it, do it. We've been racist to him for a decade. Well, the the mustache I'm currently growing probably makes me look ever so (laughs) slightly. There's that Uh, racism. Wait, wait. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. That was exuberant. (laughs) He killed it. We should have her do the podcast, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, if, yeah. yeah, the rate we're going. Uh, so it turns out that uh, Gabe will not be joining us after all, so uh, we've pulled in somebody else randomly off the street. Not really. It's actually uh, Stiltskin. So, uh, again, if you're familiar with the con forums or con chat, you will know Stiltskin because he's one of the eight people that still participates in either one of those. And if not, you're about to be introduced to him. Hello. Yeah. And also, we we waited a week for Gabe, and he just still didn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's like we waited for Gabe and didn't turn up, but it's now a week later. Yeah. So we just sat here for a week. And so now we can uh, kick off our actual topic, and it's even more awesome than I had planned because it's kind of American Thanksgiving themed, but yet I am the only American who is here. We've got one Canadian who celebrated Thanksgiving a month ago, and two British guys who just could not care one way or the other. So this is going to be just absolutely awesome. I am looking forward to it. Uh, we, we just don't give thanks. It's not part of our national... Well, no. I mean, you know, stiff no. upper lip and all that. It's Certainly uh, not to you. Well, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> but on the flip side, it's another excuse for Turkey. Yes. Well, there is a plus. Maybe we should have a sort of just just Turkey day. Somehow, for, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, today's topic, uh, you know, it's a little bit hokey because it's holiday themed, but um, we're going to give thanks for the year in gaming that is 2013. It's about over. I'm having Thanksgiving. Everybody else is being dragged along. So, that said, <laughs> you know what? I have to keep talking. Keep talking, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Talk more. Um, okay, I'm going to kick it off again, again, because I'm the only American and I'm the only one that genuinely knows what giving thanks is all about. I give I'm, other things. <laughs> you give a lot of things. Um, yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I'm sure we'll. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about some uh, 
being thankful for Square Enix stuff later on because obviously this is oh, a yeah. Narsh podcast. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to start with something that I was truly thankful for this year, and that's uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yes. Yeah. Yes? Um, yeah. We, we, yeah. Good we, call. We both we we both played that one a bit, and we used to talk about it when we first started Concasting. Our what are you doing this week for about <laughs> three or four weeks or something? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> so. one one of us or the other was playing it for a fairly long time. Uh, Jav, did I you think ever I think maybe it? I was playing it at the beginning and you were playing it later on, so we just had I, consecutive weeks of. I think that's exactly right because I resisted getting it because I didn't want to buy a full price game, but then I heard you yammer on about it forever. I'm like, nope, gotta get it. So I got it free and I didn't give it to you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and Javin Stiltz, did either of you guys play it? I did, just because uh-huh. Tiddles made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> Since when do you ever play anything I tell you to anymore? Sometimes I get around to it. <laughs> How about yeah. you, Stiltz? I've unfortunately not. It's one of those games that's come out this year that's uh, managed to fall through my net. It's uh, I saw it, I thought it was going to be awesome, and then I forgot to buy it. Um, <laughs> I'd only buy them and forget to play them. It's a terrible Yeah, way. well, I've managed to do that with a couple of other games, and I figured I, I didn't really want to add Infinite to that list. So uh, I, I think I'll that pick topic's going to come up on its own, too, <laughs> later on. If, if I were to guess, Best I think that's going to show. games you never play. <laughs> oh, God, that could be a whole concast of its own. <laughs> Still, did you ever play any of the other Bioshock games, or have you completely missed that series? I've I've dabbled in the first one, um, and I wasn't that uh, I wasn't that you know well enraptured by it. Um, oh, fun! Yeah. I also I can... dabbled because it's on the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but right. um, but Infinite seemed to pique my interest a lot more because of the setting, uh, the theme. Um, it seemed it seemed a lot more like I could get involved in it. But um, unfortunately, life got in the way. Like in the game, just like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I started playing the first one years ago, and I didn't really get into it. I played the beginning mm. of it, and I just got. It's one of those things. It was a bit like the 2008 Prince of Persia. I started it and thought, this is okay, but also I don't really want to carry on playing it ever again. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty much the uh, the impression it gave me as well. You know, I thought. Bioshock 1 was one of the better story-driven FPSs that there has been in the recent past. Uh, you know, not quite as far up there as the original Deus Ex or Half-Life 2, but, you know, fairly up the scale. And Bioshock Infinite just completely blew Bioshock 1's story out of the water, as far as I was concerned. It's a fantastic story, and um, we, we talked about this all the way back when we were... It was our What Have You Played This Week, but if you... If you like Final Fantasy for the fact it's a, a kind of engaging story and uh, engaging characters and, uh, you know, it takes you on a narrative journey, then you'll probably like Bioshock Infinite for the same reasons. Although, you will have to cope with the fact there's gameplay. I know you're not really used to this as, you know, Final Fantasy people, but trust me, it is the future of games and you're best off getting used to it now. Nah, don't like the sound of that. No, it does seem like effort. Uh, the other thing we... Um, you've, you've, you've turned me off of it now. Everything was going great, but you mentioned having to actually play the game, and no. Uh, no, having to, like, think and, and react yeah. and not just press the, the, boss, the button at the bottom over and over again. Uh, I do that at work. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> you, just, you just press the button to skip. skip Pretty scene. much. Scene skipper. <laughs> and the other thing to touch on, I suppose... Um, with Josh mentioning Deus Ex is that if you take 
Bioshock and Deus Ex and you, you trace all the history of those things way back, you get to um, the same people in the end who, who made System Shock 2. Um, they all sort of, all those kind of chain of narratively strong games came out of the same stable uh, back in the day and um, it's, it's I mean, people have split off and evolved it's nice to see that, that heritage kind of carrying on and producing some some cool stuff. Well, there we go. We came back around to uh, Deus Ex, and that connected us to Square Enix. So, oh no! Already? Everything always comes back to Square Enix because they own everything and don't actually produce anything of their own anymore. They do. It's just that nobody wants it. <laughs> I imagine we'll touch on that at some point too. Uh, <laughs> you will. We always do. Uh, <laughs> Strange touching. <laughs> Is that what you're thankful for this year? <laughs> That's what he's thankful for every freaking day. <laughs> it's my uh, middle name. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward very much to uh, getting my hands on the DLC for Bioshock Infinite. Uh, unfortunately, the DLC currently costs almost as much as what I paid for the original game, so I am resisting pulling the trigger on that. So I, I'm hoping that the season pass uh, manages to somehow go on sale, or that, or that the individual <laughs> DLC... Gets sucked into the winter. Oh sale. yeah, you've got you've got the the Christmas themed sale stuff. So that's always gonna. I'm sure some part of it will turn up. Okay then. Um, how about Steam? <laughs> I th- I think I'm thankful for Steam. Also, while we're on the topic, like the most forced transition. Oh gosh, take that one out to dinner before you do it, George. <laughs> Uh, Not all the segues are going to be good. <laughs> Fine. Hey, new Steve, kid, what Steve. are you thankful for? <laughs> you like that? What am I thankful for? Um, well, games this year, uh, well, probably the only two that I've actually um, managed to force myself to go and buy um, would be The Last of Us and Beyond Two Souls, which are both the PlayStation 3 exclusives. Um yeah, way to hit those triple A titles, Chief. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Games though. I'm I'm all about, you know, grassroots indie gaming. Um and weirdly games that either have Ellen Page or somebody that looks like Ellen Page. So <laughs> Yeah, that was, you know, completely uh, coincidental. But Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Not, not that. <laughs> I, I tell you what, playing beyond I've I've developed a, a newfound love for Ellen Page. Um which you should probably look into a restraining order on, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are the two that, um, I actually went out and got as, as day one purchases this year. Um, and they're the only ones I've really forced myself to, uh, to put the time in, um, rather than manage to let my real life get in the way and my PlayStation gather dust. Um, but whilst, and th- there seem to be two games that I've sort of, polarized um you either really really love them or you really really don't get the point of them mm-hmm. um and I, I fortunately managed to land into the the former category on, on both games um the last of us i think is is a fantastic game um maybe not as as much as the hype seems to make it out to be but certainly uh you know a, a solid game and beyond whilst you know whether it's a game or not is probably highly questionable um mm-hmm. the the story I thought was pretty fantastic, and it's possibly one of the most, you know, emotionally engaging uh, gaming experiences I've had. Well, this side of uh, uh, a PSX era Final Fantasy. 
Final Fantasy in the Concast. <laughs> <laughs> or like someday. Someday. Yeah, I'll, I'll get my coat, shall I? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, I don't know a lot about Beyond, but I, I've seen bits of The Last of Us, and I don't know much about it, but I just see kind of scenes of it, and it just oddly looks like something I'd like to play, and you just sometimes get that feeling. I thought that when I saw clips of FF13, though, and then I kind of read about it, and I thought, <laughs> actually, this isn't something I want to play. But it, it's got that kind of, it's got that kind of really interesting look about it, that, that kind of just, I look at it and think, I want to try it. But, you yeah. know, PS3, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Was the kibosh on that. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, it's kind of the same for me too. I've never had a, a PS3, and you know, even though the the zombie survival trope, I think, is kind of started to run its course. Um, yeah. I, I could see The Last of Us being a pretty interesting game, and everything you're saying about it kind of ties into what I'd heard. You well, know? you see, they're yeah. not zombies, Josh. They're plants. It's plants. Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, they're fungi. It's, it's they're all fungi. Clearly. Oh, Explained as being something that could happen in real life, whereas zombies, obviously, yeah, no. Um, as far as, <laughs> as, far as the, the, the zombie fair goes, it follows. You know, it doesn't you know, break any boundaries or any new, you know, stunning ground in the zombie genre. Uh, sorry, did you say that there was a zombie fair? Is it like the Millennial <laughs> Fair? Do you get to beat yeah, up yeah. a giant robot zombie? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it's you know, it's it's just it's like an expo for zombies. Basically, everything new in you know zombie tech, zombie chic. It's all. I'm a on. zombie. I have rotting joints. Beat me up and earn vomit all over your clothes. <laughs> That's almost as good as your old times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a zombie fair in Leicester a few weeks ago, actually. You know, in the, the the weirdos all get together and just kind of run around the park in tattered clothes. Cosplay Actually, that sounds pretty good. Tend to be zombies. Yeah, yeah. On a slightly different well, topic, there is a yeah, zombie I, scene. I, there's, um, really I did, I did see recently online. There's um, like, you know, like you can go paintballing for the day. I saw something where basically you go and like have a, a zombie survival experience in an abandoned like shopping center or shopping mall. Uh, for the day, and it's basically, you know, it's like going paintballing in the woods, only you get like, airsoft guns, and there are actors playing zombies that you get to shoot in the face. Yeah, I'm sure we have something like that over here as well, but uh, something that I've seen that's in that similar vein are um, races that you run, but they're zombie survival races. So, it's like a five kilometer race, and uh... Oh, running races, no more. Yeah, you you go and run the race, and I don't know if it's like a fox hunt or something like that, but at some point, like a bunch of actors, you know, runners that are zombies, um, come after you, and well, you the, have to, you have to survive the zombies but, as well, you run this race. They're running zombies. Yes, I would have to imagine that they're fast zombies and not mm, the shambles. Yeah, it wouldn't really work. See, yeah, that, that that's a whole you know that's a whole new scandal in itself, isn't it? The running zombie. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're they're more they're more Left for Dead zombies than they are Romero zombies, I guess. Well, the thing the thing about the running thing is it, it that sounds crap to be honest because it's just it does sound like <laughs> yeah, to exercise. Yeah, fat people. Run, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie. The mall one though, I'm liking that because he could just dress up as Left for Dead two characters and make them. This one time, me and my buddy Keith read them off. If if I ever come to you know, North America somewhere. I am expecting to meet up with both of you, and we will dress as, as Left 4 Dead two characters and do a, a, a zombie survival in a mall. Now, 
Uh, Here's that? my problem with us dressing up like Left 4 Dead characters. My experience of that game has been um, biased <laughs> in such a way that the only way I could honestly cosplay Left 4 Dead is if I was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. Alright, who else has something to be thankful for? Um, uh, Go ahead, Diddles. All you, all you. Oh, fine. Um, yeah, I, as I've warbled about in recent podcasts, really enjoyed Grand Theft Auto 5. Yay, boring mainstream choice. Uh, it was good though. Was At least they don't have zombies. Exactly. I mean, we're hitting all the AAA oh, titles, so we might as well pull out Grand Theft Auto, right? Yeah, yeah we're thankful for we all it? the titles that are going to appear in the best of lists everywhere. Wait, I love Madden! Special. <laughs> maybe we can get sponsorship. <laughs> maybe, well, not maybe. Maybe we can get some sponsorship. We plug the games. Oh. Dude, I, I love getting paid for doing nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hate to burst your bubble, Javi, but uh, not here. <laughs> I'm thankful for FIFA 13. <laughs> <laughs> no, 14's out now. Yeah, yeah man. Be... Yeah, man. Oh no, he's oh, thinking history. He's going no, for the previous right. version. Um, okay, so so what are you so thankful for about GTA 5, other than the fact that it's a GTA title? Yay. Well, yeah, I mean, I I do love. GTA titles, and I do love my open world stuff, as you might have realized by now if you've ever listened to any of the other of these. Um, but, it, in a way, GTA 4 was kind of a slight step away from where they'd been with Vice City and San Andreas, and it, it gave you this kind of dark and murky story. It was good in its own way, but you couldn't help but miss some of the crazy antics uh, you got involved with, with some of the PS2 era games, and in that respect, 5 is a Stunning return to form. Sunshine, happiness, and activities, and crazy things, and the cars handle really well, unlike 4, where if you kind of go above 30 miles an hour and turn, you just sort of roll on your side. Well, I do. I'm sure people who can drive don't. Um, The actors in it all do a fantastic job with their parts. They've actually got the people who did the voices did the motion capture as well, and they all kind of did it together, and you can tell the thing just works. It feels like a kind of like film acting, like they're actually working together in a way that you know a lot of games don't. Um, and it's really just a, a fun time. I've only been exposed to it um, by way of you sending me YouTube links, <laughs> but also uh, my brother-in-law playing it for the week that he came to visit. He brought it yeah. up with him. And uh, I, I will echo what you just said. You know, from what I've been able to see, it does seem like it's much more in the vein of like a Vice City yeah. or a San Andreas in terms of its, um, you know, kind of irreverence, even with yeah. you know, kind of grim subject matter. Uh, I just so many funny things that you've shown me, and uh, you know, the the opportunity for shenanigans, I think, yeah. is. Uh, you know, something that you get in GTA games in general, you can always kind of go around and just, you know, screw things up. But um, there's, like, a glee to it, I think, that was missing in GTA 4. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the the iFruit app, which is <laughs> completely unnecessary. Oh. But when, when my brother-in-law was playing the game, uh, I actually downloaded it to my phone because he was playing on my Xbox profile. So I immediately gave him a license plate customized that told him he sucked every time he pulled <laughs> out of the garage. So I was, oh, I was very excited about that. Yeah, Because uh, I'm a troll in real life, too. That app wasn't out on Android when I played it, and I'm kind of glad because I had 
I got it when it came out on Android and I started playing with it. And I was just like, ah, this is a waste of time. I don't need to customize my dog. I can live without customizing my dog. Here's my thing with, like, Grand Theft Auto. And, like, this is across the board with all the games. So it's not just the new one because it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But, and for those of us who have played UT, it's also the same complaint that I had with Ons Tricky. <laughs> games that let me be a dick or, like, screw around and shenaniganize. That's right, trademarked, whatever. Um, I just, I feel no incentive to do so anymore, because that's the point. Like, I don't feel like I'm being clever or screwing around with anything, or, like, sure, I could climb the highest building and throw a grenade at my feet and try to see how far I can propel myself across (laughs) the city. But the game encourages that kind of thing. So to me, it's just... It's there. It's it's fun. Well, but it takes the rebellion out of rebellion. It takes mm-hmm. the rebellion out of rebellion. And what happens with me in a lot of these games is that I'll play them for a while at first, doing exclusively those kinds of things, like making a fort out of cars and then <laughs> waging war on every pedestrian that dares come down that street. Um, but then I never do any of the story missions. I never do any of the side stuff. I'll occasionally like go exploring the world just to see what other things I can use in my self-made adventures, and then I just get bored of the game entirely and never play it again. It's interesting. I mean, you get a lot of people sort of complain about GTA. Oh, particularly in the olden days, people would just be saying, oh, all you do is um, blow up cars and kill people and, and steal hookers' money. But No, I mean, there's plenty of things of, for of, you to do. Yeah, I know, I but just this, don't. this is the kind of... This is the, the thing people have sort of expressed in the past. It's just, yeah, you, you just have to actually... You have to make yourself go and do the mission if you want to do the mission. You're, you're just not railroaded into it, but... The reason you do those other things is because, you know, you do actually have fun doing it, but then you kind of, it's exactly like you say, you just burn yourself out on that, and then you don't want to play the thing at all. Yeah. So, in a, in a way, it's a, an open world game actually requires self-discipline, strangely. <laughs> Which is, and I we guess, all know I have none of that. <laughs> yeah, that's so I guess sure. where, where you fall short. Because why should we be playing Saints with me? Because I will just be disciplined and go on missions, because I'm really boring. But, nope, the thing is... Thing is, the problem I tend to find is that the, the self-discipline required and you know the the nerd-bred completionism means that the, and the main reason I I've not bought GTA Five, I've not played it um, because I made the conscious decision that I would actually get fired <laughs> from my job um, and you know all kinds of other real you know disadvantages as a result of playing this game because I would lose like genuine amounts of time. Yeah. Um, I think the last open world game I played was uh, was New Vegas. Right. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've actually worked out I lost an entire month of my life, <laughs> as in like literally the hours that make up one calendar month. Um, that's impressive. Yeah, that's one word for it. The thing with it is, I, it it isn't necessarily bigger in a way, but it moves a lot of the stuff to being less in your face if you like for instance i mean yes there are more side activities you can do and and bits and pieces and side missions and optional stuff but to some extent that comes in at the expense of things that were kind of put in your face more so for instance if you remember the the friend gameplay in Mm. gta 4 for instance cousin it is your cousin as uh jav and i are fond of saying to each other even though we're not cousins we're, we're fake cousins. Um, that's, that's in there, but nobody will ever ask you to go out. You can call people in the game and go 
and play tennis or golf or go to a bar. But you're never asked to in the same way, and there's never any reward for doing so. And there isn't really any completionist aspect to it either, because as far as I'm aware on the checklist, you have to have done one friend activity with someone ever, and you've marked off your point for 100%. So there are ways in which it kind of scales back on the stuff that was kind of completionist stuff that you really didn't want to go to a strip club again with Roman. But I, yeah, I mean, I absolutely take your point. It, it, if you want to hundred percent it, that's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, who hasn't given me one yet? I have not, and I still won't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the, <laughs> the end of the show. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a bunch of I could talk about. Like, I was talking to Gabe, wink, nudge, wink about how much I enjoy all the DLC that's come out for Borderlands since it's released and how it's, like, extended the life. And it goes back to what Josh was saying about how the DLC for, you know, Bioshock will extend the gameplay of it for, like, the next year. That's essentially what happened with Borderlands from last year till now, and they've just been cranking out so much stuff for people to do. And it's been fun, and I've been loving it, and I was hopelessly addicted to that game when it came out, and I played through most of it except for the most recent DLC. So I'm thankful for Borderlands for being... A game where I get to shoot things in the face repeatedly with guns that shoot other guns. Yeah. Are there actually guns that shoot other guns? And explode every time you reload, yeah. Neat! Yep. It's fun. Alright, uh, I'm gonna be right yeah, back in a second. Obviously, I, I, I kinda like the first one when we cut, we had a group to, to play Borderlands 1 through, but, um, I never really got into two, I guess, because I didn't really have much of a group anymore. And it seems, Borderlands to me always seems a bit of a soulless experience solo. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe two is a bit more, a bit less like that, but I don't know. No, certainly I think I'm completely on, with you there. Certainly based on one, I, it doesn't feel like something I'd really want to go and do solo. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you know, when we played one together, I got pulled in later than you and Jav, Tittles. Yeah, you were never uh, that fond of it anyway, really. Yeah, I mean, one never really grabbed me, and I think that, you know, coming into a group that's experienced and has gone through most of the game, if not all of it, by yeah. then, uh, you know, that's almost the same experience as doing it single player, and I would definitely say that uh, it was pretty uh, soulless as far as I was concerned. I have heard that Borderlands 2 is actually a better game than one, but at this point, I've you know, I'm just not really up for it anymore. I feel like that's true from the bits I've seen of it, like it probably would be, but I probably won't ever take the time to find out. Because solo, I, I don't think I would appreciate it in the same way, so that's life. You win some, you lose some. Ah, <laughs> uh, we lose all of them. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> so, let's also talk about the 3DS, because like, so many good games this year are like, coming out on it, or have just been released. For example, the new Zelda comes out Friday, and I'm mind-bogglingly excited for that. And they're, I may actually play that. It looks incredible. Because it's, and Because it's like Link to the Past, and as you know, my, my basic Zelda philosophy is Link to the Past is the best thing ever, and Ocarina of Time is the worst thing ever, so I most of the recent play. ones I haven't really played much, but if anything looks like Link to the Past, I'm down with. Yeah, it really looks like a lot of fun. And, you know, just like a lot of general 3DS stuff, too. Like, they're finally adding YouTube to it. They're, like, fixing a bunch of the bugs that it's Netflix had and expanding the eShop, making it, you know, actually work and not completely broken that crashes your DS way. Um, Let me ask you, let me ask you. Netflix on the 3DS. 
What? Not 3D. <laughs> well, even so, I, what, oh, this also, seems, what's the point? This seems like the wrong. Unless you want to watch two films at the same time, it doesn't seem like the best device. Or, uh, or what you could do, and like Nintendo, if this isn't the case, feel free to hit me up for this because I will sell this idea to you. What you do is on one screen you watch an episode of a show, and then on the other screen the next episode is there waiting for you, and then you just touch the other screen and it starts watching and then loads the next one. Just to or save it's that. like a map of the area that the characters on the show are in, and you could like move it around and change. <laughs> oh, that would be something. Like, you know, girls in the, the shower seat, turn the camera ever so slightly... <laughs> oh, yeah. Somebody walked into the room, changed the camera angle again. Now it's a friendly show about furniture. <laughs> That's, I mean, I I kind of feel like I could have some of that experience on my Wii U because you can transition from the main screen to the tablet screen. Another one is you have for to pretty much your, everything. You have to turn your Wii U on to do that. Well, yes, I have not turned my Wii U on in like eight months. So well, there you go. That's a, yeah. a thing. But yeah, for most part, I mean, like, there's Pokemon that came out that was, like, a huge success and super much fun VS want. Um, your Phoenix Wright was great, awesome, fun times, and I love that game. I, I've always been a huge fan of the series, and the new one was just as good, if not better, than a lot of the earlier ones. Um, there's just good stuff on it. It's just fun. And anything that lets me play Star Fox anywhere that I want, it just makes me happy. You know, you know my problem. You know how much I love Star Fox 64, but my I know Houston hands. My, my massive claw hands just cramp up if I try and do anything much with the um, LNR triggers. But even the XL, XL is not XL enough. I need just uh, the VS fat just hand the size of edition. a monitor. Yeah, pretty much. Just like a, a 24 inch, a couple of 24 inch monitors. It's just a just... game gear with like another net <laughs> stuck on top of it. Uh, game Gear would be perfect. Just and it just uses all the same screen. batteries as the Game Gear, so it like lasts <laughs> 10 minutes and just murders. What was it, 8 AA batteries? You have to... It was 6 or 8, one of the two. Yeah. You, you end up it plugging eight, it... Like 4 on each side. You end up plugging it into your smartphone to charge it. That's how bad it is at batteries. <laughs> oh, God, it was that was just a great one. <laughs> That's what I'm thankful for, the Game Gear. <laughs> <laughs> in 2013, you are thankful for Game Gear. Priceless handheld memories. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a 3DS, and I don't really play it very much. Partly because of the cramping issue, partly because of I just I don't know. I don't. I should try some stuff like Phoenix Wright because that's been recommended to me about a billion times, and everyone loves it. Um, and obviously, the Zelda one is quite appealing. Um, it'll probably be one of those things I played. I played new Super Mario Brothers on it when it came out and I, I kind of, I hadn't used it for months and then I played that for a bit and then I didn't use it again for months. So, new Zelda will probably be the next thing that brings it out of hibernation for, for a while. It is kind of handy playing it on the train, but you know, I just play stuff on my Android thing on the train. So you can get, get your old GTAs, you can get your emulation. Got a pretty stonking massive battery now. Controller attachment. It's all cool. Don't need no Nintendo. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. It's my nice. <laughs> it's, got, it's got screens and games. What more do you want? More screens. And more games. And more games, yes. Simultaneously. I, do, I mean, I do have a Note 3 and a Note 2 now. I could kind of tape them together into a, a DS-style clamshell. <laughs> 
That could be like a 2DS. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could, you could hinge it and everything. On the <laughs> It'd be better screen. than a 2DS. And in fact, you could just, you could have like, it's like a clamshell phone. You just take the tape off and put it on the other hinge and it's just, now it's a clamshell. <laughs> why, why am I not allowed to design phones? Well, I, I think that, I think you just explained exactly why, <laughs> as it turns That's out. Why I would be the best. <laughs> Yeah, Stoltz, you got anything else for us? Anything you're thankful for that you've come up with in the last half hour? <laughs> oh, well, uh, anything else that I'm Ant- thankful for? Um, a no answer is okay. Yeah. You don't have to be thankful. You, you can be dour. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, British. I, I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm thankful for nothing. I mean, you know, it rains. I'm not thankful for that. It's been cold this week, hasn't it? That's horrible. It's, it's been you're really, horrible. really cold. I know. I'm thankful. Oh, oh no, 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 you no. hear? Oh, stupid Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, well, let's let's go to one more thing uh, before we call it a day, because you know we've touched on it, I guess, a little bit. But who's thankful for anything that Squeenix have done in 2013? I am. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, like not that they've done per se something that they own and thus they put their name on. Uh, actually, do they have anything to do with the new Batman game? Or is that just WB? Did they branch out? I'm drunk. Um, I don't think... Okay, well then, no. No, it's just, I'm looking at, <laughs> right now, it's the WB they branched off. It's not just... Yeah, because uh, if Rocksteady wasn't doing it, then I don't think Squeenix had anything to do with it. It wasn't Square, so no Square come out with, what is it, 15? 15 is the new, next one? That's the next one. Yeah, when that one comes out, I'll be thankful. But until then, stop putting cloud costumes on everything. Well, <laughs> stop! No, I don't want Lightning to look like Cloud or Yuna or Waka. Oh, actually, I kind of want her to look like Waka. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. She just like throws blitz balls at people. Oh, let's just. Can we have a blitz ball game? I would play that. That would That'd be oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. I want that is that. something I am. I am actually slightly thankful for is the the slow, gradual ten ten two remake. That's one. Good call. Which, I mean, yeah. okay, it's probably not going to hit us in 2013, but I'm thankful that they're talking about giving it to us in 2013. Um, although, I could really do without the 10-2 part. I mean, Final Fantasy X Remake, when I played 10 the first time, it was probably my least favourite at the time, and I'm blaming that almost entirely on Tidus. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, tiddles, tiddles. I'm blaming it on tiddles. I'm blaming blame it, it on tiddles. Blame it on what I blame it on partly, which is not just the linear go straight along a map, which points out it's a straight line, but the PAL conversion, man, was terrible. Oh, it was like, cares about you. It was widescreen, but it wasn't supposed to be widescreen. And when he runs, he just, he, he's in the air for about 10 seconds. It was awful. <laughs> None of that sensible stuff is what bothered me. What bothered me was Tidus's really whiny accent. Oh yeah, that was pretty disastrous. That 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 pretty much turned me off. I mean, the rest. And now I look back at it, I think actually, yeah, that was quite a good game because Heck Thirteen has come out, and well, you know, <laughs> these yeah, big L's is painted. Watching uh, paint dry seems like fun. Um, yeah. So, so I am looking forward to that, and I am definitely looking forward to it for Blitzball because I am I am really wanting to lose more hours. Playing Blitzball, I'm gonna kind of you know get to the point where Blitzball becomes completely controllable. Then I'm just gonna forget about the rest of the plot and just play Blitzball for a, you know a week. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what Final Fantasy X became. As soon as Blitzball opened up, it was just the Blitzball game. And there's there's an RPG in there somewhere, but 
Here's the only part of the game with gameplay, so I kind of appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm thankful for Square Enix. Not, well, I'm, I'm thankful for... <laughs> no, just leave it at that. that. I'm thankful for Square Enix. Not. Not. Excellent. I am thankful for Final Fantasy VI. Not because of the amazing uh, iOS and Android remake that's coming out because that's going to be absolutely terrible because it's got those awful, awful sprites. Oh, oh, yeah. They keep doing that. So ugly. I, I'm, I'm thankful for Final Fantasy VI because Final Fantasy VI still being a thing enabled us to do more work on Final Fantasy VI and roll it out this year, which in turn brought some nice new traffic to con and made me feel relevant for a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> other than that, though... Oh, <laughs> it's what gave you us. I've... You know, quite frankly, I am thankful for that in a lot of ways. And I've, I've said that time and time again in various forums. So thankful I, I for your own yeah. website. Your true... Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. What a selfless spirit, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm thankful for having my own ego. <clears throat> well, I suppose I'm thankful titles. for all, all the people that made Sonic 3 complete with me. Because they're cool. And nobody who ever listens to this or partakes in this is ever going to play it, but it's good times. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> all I was going to say was, I don't know about you, Tiddles, but all of this uh, sentimentalism is making something deeply British quite offended. Well, you can't this, this, sell this... sentimentalism without mentalism. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I can move things with my mind? Profound. Oh, no, that's bulimic. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Jeff has been drinking. <laughs> no, that was... C- come on. Suncast is still alive. Like, um, maybe. Well, okay. Before we fall off those rails too much, I'm sure we're going to have another Final Fantasy VI uh, Concast at some point in the new future, because uh, that old chestnut, as they say. But um, now I think we've come up with a ton of stuff that we can and should be thankful or for. Or offend uh, people with. Even yes. better. Thank you, Jeff. Can we be thankful I, for offending people? I am. Uh, I always am. You get I drunk, always love sitting down to edit these things. You come to every concast and get drunk, because there's been so much better since you were drunk. <laughs> Alright, fellas. Uh, thank you all for joining me, even though none of you have any reason to give thanks this week. <laughs> so, I appreciate um, you know throwing me a bone on this uh, or a joust, uh, as the case may be. <laughs> So, uh, Stiltz, uh, special thanks to you for uh, joining us for the first time. It was a pleasure to have you, and uh, we'll try to give you a little bit more notice next time around. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and sorry, the games come off. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tittles and Jeff, thank you as always. And uh, everybody else, we will talk to you again soon. At you. A lot of families have that one person that shows up to family get-togethers and is a little bit tipsy and uh, makes everybody else laugh really hard. And you love them for that reason. For the Concast, that's Jav. Anyway, guys, uh, happy American Thanksgiving for all of you guys who are hearing this in time. And if you're not, then you probably should have downloaded it earlier. We're Caves of Narsh. You can find us at cavesofnarsh.com and also on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, et al. Anyway, thanks again. Talk to you soon. On the way out today, you're listening to Blitzball Gamblers from the Final Fantasy X OST.